there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. And this one is a real treat today because we're we're celebrating a birthday. This is the birthday of the Omaha Food Lovers Facebook group. Nearly 37,000 strong. It is just one of the just most powerful things I've seen in, in quite some time. And it's just built up so much community support in Omaha for local restaurants. And we are blessed today to have the co-founders of the group, uh, Stacy Winters and Heather Lake. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. So my first idea for this is I was like, oh, local food. I should get some smash cakes for the for one year anniversary. <laughs> then I remembered this is an audio podcast that doesn't make a lot of sense. That would make for really weird radio. So rather than do that, I'm going to ask some questions instead because that's way more fun. So I guess I just want to kind of lay it out for you guys. You know, I, I can tell you what, you know, my definition of the Food Lovers Group is, but for for you guys, what did you set out to create and how would you describe what the group is and what it means now? So I think we set out to create a group of, you know, where we could have people come together and discuss their love of food. I mean, that's really what happened. So uh, I had been a, a part of a couple of different food groups in other cities that had some pretty massive followings. And um, funny enough, uh, you know, Heather and I literally met one year ago today, uh -huh. or I guess, as of the day we're recording this. Uh -huh. um, and so we, you know, I, I mentioned it to her and kind of that kind of how it started. So it was uh, just something we, we thought Omaha needed. There was there was some smaller little groups that were out there, but nothing that was like somebody consistently managed and made, you know, kind of, you know, kind of uh, grew that. And so I think that's where we came at it from is that we needed something where we could you know, really celebrate, you know, the great restaurants and um, food that we do have here in Omaha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when Stacey, you know, talked about the idea of starting the group, uh, I immediately was like, I cannot believe Omaha doesn't have a really active foodie page because there's so many great restaurants in Omaha and there's so many foodies in Omaha. And I thought it'd just be a great opportunity to have a group, you know, for everyone to talk about their love of restaurants and, and different places in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that is so fascinating about this group and what it's evolved into is that it's not just it. I mean, it is a lot of foodies and fans, but you have local chefs, you have restaurateurs, you have a lot of entrepreneurs now who are selling baked goods or selling pretzels or all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's like this giant mix of all these different people. And it's just it's so much fun to see those interactions and see relationships built off of that. Yeah, it has definitely evolved in, in the year that, is, that it's been there. It is totally evolved from what I think we ever thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of, you know, it has developed into more of a interaction between customers and restaurateurs, you know, and, and that interaction back and forth, back and forth. So it's been great to see that. And I, and I know, you know, a lot of the you know, restaurant owners, managers, whatever, really appreciate that direct connection to mm -hmm. their customers so they can get like immediate feedback. Um, you know, you'll see places, you know, like Cops or somewhere like the Cops Pizza Company that will use the information they obtain from people in the group to help with, you know, future products and, you know, stuff like that. So it's been really cool to, to see that kind of interaction. So Now, how did you guys meet? Because you didn't know each other before you started the group. No. You were Facebook friends, but right. not like yeah. hadn't met in person. How did this happen? So we, we'd been friends on Facebook for a year or so before that just through different foodie circles and um, sharing different restaurant ideas and 
uh, foodie ideas. And then uh, Vera Peterson, Vera Peterson has, uh, she runs the Omaha Foodie Club. Mm -hmm. And before the quarantine, she, you know, we were having monthly uh, get togethers at different restaurants around Omaha. And so on this date a year ago, uh, we'd met at Blatt for brunch, and that was the first time we met in person. So um, that's when we... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Heather had a page, like Omaha Yum. Is that what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called oh, Omaha, Omaha Yum. Yum. Yeah, it was and just so like, I, a, I, like this... a little place where I was kind of blogging about different restaurants. Uh -huh. and... So somehow, you know, Facebook, you know, in their algorithm, you know, feeds yeah. these things to my page. And I'm like, oh, I like this, like this page. And then that was kind of how it started. And I just, mm -hmm. you know, kind of reached out to her at some point. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how we became Facebook friends and kind of evolved from there. So so where did the idea come from? You know, you said, Stacey, that you'd seen groups in other mm -hmm. cities. But where did this idea come from that Omaha needs this <laughs> thing and we're going to be the ones that bring it? So, yeah, it, was, it really was you know, the idea from, you know, those other cities, but I, you know, I had, I had actually reached out to somebody, somebody earlier about, you know, creating a group like that. And, um, you know, I, I, obviously I could have done it by myself, but that would have been, you know, it would have been a lot, lot of work. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it it would have been a lot, a lot now, yeah. it would have been a lot, lot more work. Right. So I just felt like we needed, you know, it needed to be not just myself. It needed to be somebody else who, you know, had that desire as well. Um, and so luckily for me, I guess, you know, that person turned that down. So Heather and I got connected. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, we were able to, um, you know, go forward with it and, and create that. And so, you know, I really, in my wildest dreams, I, you know, I was like, I, I thought in a year, I thought we would hit about 10,000 followers. That's really what I, I projected and kind of thinking about it and looking at these other groups. The, the other group that I have in mind, right, is Kansas City. Kansas City has a, has a pretty sizable group. They're at 38,000. And they've been around for probably close to 10 years. Oh, my gosh. So the fact that we're at about 37,000 in a year was, like, pretty impressive to me. Um, so, yeah, I was like, so, yeah, I mean, it's obviously we needed it. You can tell by the fact that we got that in one year is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think is it about this group that has really allowed it to resonate so heavily? I mean, uh, for me, it, I think... I mean, there is a lot of work involved in it. And I think one of the things that we've tried to achieve with this group is to make it a positive environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see lots of different Facebook groups where, you know, people will spew everything that they want. You know, we've, we've done a very good, very good job of, you know, us plus our moderators. We, you know, we have a group of five other moderators that are um, helping to, you know, make, monitor this group now. We, we did it probably on our own for, you know, the probably the first six, seven months before we added any moderators, we grew it to the point where, you know, we got to add some more people on this because it's a full-time job at this point, trying to moderate mm -hmm. this group. Mm -hmm. um, but we really are trying to make sure it's, it's more positive interactions. I mean, it's, it's in my mind, right. We all, you know, just cause I like it doesn't mean you're going to like it and mm -hmm. vice versa. And so we can, we can agree to disagree on that. So just, you know, everyone's palate's different. You know, there are places that I absolutely can't stand that other people like, but that doesn't mean you're right, and, you know, I'm wrong or vice versa. So, you know, that's kind of the, you know, when I look at it, that's how I interpret it. And I, you know, if people try to argue that stuff, you know, we're going to like say, hey, you know, back off, you know, this isn't the place to start, you know, start that kind of argument. So we're trying to make sure that people understand our philosophy and our moderator's philosophy. And, you know, we're trying to make sure that it is a positive place where people can go and, you know, have a, a good experience. I think the one thing we've heard during, you know, especially during the pandemic, right, is it's a, 
it's a place for people to go to and kind of just, you know, kind of lose themselves in it for a while. And like, you know, it's kind of like a, a great place, uh, reprieve for people just to go and, and enjoy themselves and have some sort of positive atmosphere where they can, you know, go look for the, these restaurants and go, you know, interact with people. I mean, the, the thing that, you know, you see people that are like, I've seen people that have invited people over to their house for dinner, you know, obviously mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just that kind of positivity where it's just complete strangers coming together. And we've had people that have literally become friends in the group, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot in a lot of other, you know, a lot of other groups, you know, that's just something that's amazing to me that we have that much, um, you know, positivity going on. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of good feedback, especially during the pandemic. You know, this has been a really hard time for everyone and just gotten a lot of great feedback that people really enjoy this space and how positive it is. And they just enjoy sharing those experiences. Definitely. So at what point did you realize that that projection of 10,000 people by the end of the first (laughs) year was getting blown out? Like, at what point was it like, oh, shoot, this is really something here? Yeah. I mean, it was it was fast. It was pretty fast. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think the first thing, the way we started it off, right, was you know Heather and I went back through our own personal pages and just started sharing all the stuff we had done. I mean, this was the stuff we 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 shared to the group to start with was stuff we were doing, you know, from the from you know for the last five ten years, right, in our own personal pages. So I, you know, we both went back through and started sharing our own reviews that we'd done. I went back, you know, looked at all the events that I'd liked or you know you know tried to you know that I was following. And just shared them all to the group. And then we invited all of our friends. And then that just spiraled. And I don't know where, I think it was January we hit 10,000. Somewhere right, somewhere right around that. Sure. I think it was, ten, I think it was yeah. January we were at 10,000. And like when the pandemic hit, we were around 16,000. Mm-hmm. And you can see where like in, in people are sitting at home and they're, you know, they're <laughs> trying. It, it just blew up from there. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we've, we've more than doubled since March. And mm-hmm. that's that's pretty amazing. I think that's you know, people are, you know, especially people are looking for the carryout options and places they can go, you know, go for, you know, different food experiences during this time. And, you know, the word, word of mouth just got it, it blew up. So mm-hmm. that was, you know. I yeah, those, those first couple of weeks, we were trying to kind of model what we were hoping to see the page develop into, but mm-hmm. we did not have to do that for very long. <laughs> I mean, it was very quickly, you know, like Stacey said, we were sharing places we'd been sharing pictures and reviews and everything. And I mean, within a couple of weeks, it was people were doing that on their own and really engaged. Mm-hmm. Like that was the really neat thing was to see people talking back and forth so much and sharing yeah. their experiences. And really quickly that just took off and mm-hmm. membership just exploded. Yeah. I think I was in like the early 4,000s or something. I, I joined in September, October or something like that. And I was just like, this place is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love this. This is so much fun. Yeah. And I immediately started telling people about it. So I probably contributed. You've to been a top too. five contributor since you joined. We get stats and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I'm the stats guy. I love that part of it. So you as, a, as an admin of a group, you can see kind of the interactions at our peak during, you know, that. So what it does, it gives you like the prior 28 days, how many posts, comments, reactions there have been. Mm-hmm. At our peak, we were at 310,000 for 28 days. <laughs> So right now we're averaging between 260 to 270,000 for 28 days. That's yeah, that's still insane. Yeah, it's an it's an amazing number. Yeah, I, I thought we I thought we were like 100,000. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh, we hit yeah. 200,000. Oh my goodness, there's uh-huh. no way. And I just kept rising and rising. It was like, holy cow, this is that's a, that's some serious engagement. And the cool thing is that it's not just like you you were talking earlier. It's like it's not just the foodies. It's everybody that's just mm-hmm. you know kind of curious about like places they've never heard of. You're, you're getting the people that may 
that are getting out of their lane, right? They're, they're like, okay, I'm not going to just go to Applebee's or Chili's mm-hmm. or whatever. You're getting people going, you know what? There's these, all these other awesome places out here too. And we're going to, you know, we want to experience those now as well. So you're getting all different types of people that are interacting. And I think it's the, the, you know, the rate of members that are actually active in the group is well over 90%. But mm-hmm. you don't get that at a lot of you know a lot of places. You know, you get that much interaction. It's it's pretty awesome. Now, you guys mentioned that this is a lot of work to put it together. <laughs> what, like, just for an outsider, we don't understand what goes on behind the yeah. scenes. What you guys have to do that this would be a full time job. What, ha- like, what are you guys' responsibilities when it comes to moderating this thing? Well, part of it is um, we have a lot of people who request to join every yeah. single day. So we have. What's some- a lot like? Hundreds? hundreds a day. So for 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 a while we were averaging you know at least a, a thousand a week oh, or or, yeah. or more <laughs> or more or yeah. more or more. And I would say right now we're we're in that four to five hundred a week now. It's kind of settled down to that that level where we're at. But it's about four to five hundred a week is what we're we're approving. Yeah, reviewing. That's what we approve. Mm-hmm. So then you know, then yeah. it's like so we have more than that. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you get like yeah. you have to go in and like obviously we try to filter out you know bots or you know yeah. things that you don't want to be part of the group that right. can infiltrate and, and there's you know, a lot spam. of bots and mm-hmm. spam, spam that yeah. tries to join yeah. yeah so you have to like go through all that and filter through all those and and then we have the pending posts so that we go through those and you know we want to make sure the posts that on the, are on the group are high quality content and things that haven't been seen too yeah. often so we try to go through those uh, we have when people flag a comment or a post we have to go through all those we have different keyword alerts that come yeah, through like, you know, so you can set keyword alerts so oh, it's something yeah. that like causes you know like it might be controversial it might be something yeah. that's not, not you know bad and we can keep an eye on those yeah. better yeah that's like what us and the moderators are, are doing yeah you know, pretty much during you know, and all, i all day you long. know and i'm trying to go through and and just calm you know i want people to feel welcome in the mm-hmm. group and so if someone shares something, you know, I want to go through and, and comment on that so they feel like there's engagement in the group and mm-hmm. that their their yeah. comments been heard. And I think the hardest thing is there's, there's a, there is a lot of judgment when it comes to, you know, posts that you want to allow or that you, you allow or don't allow. Because a lot of times you're going to get the same post day after day after day after day. Where's the best brunch yeah. in yeah. Omaha, Stacey? Right, right, <laughs> now, right, right now it's like, where's the best patio? Yeah. If you search for patio, so it's right. like... You know, we don't want that to be an everyday thing, right? So it's like, okay, you know, maybe once every couple of days or whatever. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll allow, there'll be a few that come through and some that won't. And again, we have different moderators. So not everybody's seeing every post mm-hmm. that comes There's through. so much content, um, yeah. So, you know, we get some people to get up, upset with us and, you know, or like, why didn't mine get allowed? Or why did this get allowed and mine didn't? And I'm like, well, we're trying our best. You know, we're trying to be mm-hmm. as fair as possible. You know, we and when we decline it, we're you know we're trying to be like, well, if you search for patio, you'll you'll be able to find a lot of great suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that I think that's probably the biggest bulk of the work. And then you know we get people that will go out and you know which we love people inviting all their friends. Well, you're, you know it's so it shows all these pending invites to all these people all these people. Well, they don't they don't answer those questions. They're not going to get in the group. So we then have to go out and eventually delete those invites because mm-hmm. you know after three days that's kind of our rules after three days we'll, we'll start to delete those invites and that's another that's another thing we have to do is kind of to keep that clean as well so and before the pandemic we had 
um, get-togethers also. We had two yeah, get-togethers. Right. So there was a lot those of organization. Those were a lot of fun, yeah. 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 But yeah, I can't so imagine how fun. hard those were. Yeah, yeah it was together. Yeah, because yeah, we, did, we did the first one was at Porky Butts. Mm-hmm. And you were at both of them. Amazing. Yeah, we, yeah. And then we did the, the second one was at Gino's. We had we were just getting ready to do one at Virtuoso. Mm-hmm. That, was, oh, that was the next yeah. one. Yeah, that was our next one. We have... We have uh, and those New, sold out so fast. Like we had yeah. 50 tickets for each one of those. Those sold out within like a day. I mean, yeah. they just, it was, am- I didn't know how many people would be interested in getting together in person, you yeah. know, with Facebook people you don't necessarily know. And I mean, they just like went like wildfire. It was, it was amazing to see how many people were yeah. interested in getting together with other foodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait until those can happen again. Yeah. <laughs> because I think, I mean, we're still getting people asking about that, but you know, that was, we were doing those when they had like, 10, 12,000 members. Right, now right. we have 36, <laughs> right. 37,000. It's going to, I mean, we'll, we'll need to find bigger venues probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold one at Memorial Stadium yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, when the pandemic hits and all of a sudden restaurants everywhere are scrambling, they're in trouble, no one really knows what's going on, what they're going to be allowed to do. Everyone just knows our revenue is about to change dramatically. Did you guys have any conversation about like, here's what we think the group's role in all this is? Because I think personally, I saw a bit of a shift mm-hmm. in the way the group was managed and the type of posts we started seeing. Was that strategic or did it just kind of happen organically? I'd say a bit of both. I think there was a bit of a shift because one of our rules, and I think it's actually still out there, which we probably should Mm -hmm. modify, but there was a rule, you know, that businesses couldn't basically advertise more than once a week. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a, you know, kind of just to keep the content, you know, at that point where we thought it should be, right? Mm -hmm. And so obviously when... Once this happened, we saw a need for restaurants and you know places out there to be able to share their, um, you know, what's their specials and what are they doing for this day and all, all of that kind of stuff. We saw that kind of need to be able to shift into that mode and, and start to to allow it to be a little bit more of that, which has been great. I mean, there's been, I mean, the, the, the I think the genius of some of these restaurants and how they've shifted and how they've, you know, how they have made different, you know, offerings than what they ever did before has been part of the, I think things that's come out of the pandemic mm-hmm. so but yeah i think we definitely there was a bit of a it was a bit kind of evolved in the way it was you know just the, in general you started to see more submissions for that and we kind of just loosened up the reins a bit on you know kind of those kind of posts and kind of, kind of how it happened so okay so you guys are both wearing your official <laughs> omaha food lovers t-shirts right now with pride and looking good where did the idea i guess for Let's pretend that we're talking to someone right now who has no idea what the OFL t-shirts are. Can you guys describe kind of what the process was was like in developing those and how those raised funds to help restaurants? Yes. So the first um, go round, we, we had no intention of having multiple iterations of it, to be quite honest. Um, but the first go round, we... Like well, this is a great opportunity to create these because we talked about having T-shirts because everybody had been talking to us about well you need to have T-shirts so that we can identify each other when we're out in restaurants. Yeah, so that, we that, heard a lot of that before because yeah, yeah. sometimes people would like share pictures of where they'd eaten and someone's like oh that's me in the corner. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like we should have like a hand signal or like T-shirts you know so we'd already talked about doing T-shirts yeah. before the pandemic. So. And so then you know that when the pandemic happened we got you know the idea of let's create these T-shirts and you know make some funds and. I think ultimately, initially, it was kind of for the restaurant, you know, workers, if we could find some way to help them out. And so 
we, we had basically partnered with Tag, um, who, mm. who was working with different restaurants. And, you know, any restaurant that registered kind of with them would be eligible for these funds. Um, so with the first round of T-shirts that we sold, we raised $3,000 for, for that fund, um, which was, you know, pretty good. And then we got we, we kept hearing after we closed that round, right, um, and we closed that round of, of, of T-shirts. We kept saying, well, I never saw this. How did I miss this? I missed out uh, on this. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody's like, well, I missed out on this one. I missed it, you know. So then we're like, okay, well, you know, we went back to um, the, the, the gentleman, Andy Wettengel, that we had worked with to design the T-shirts and created a uh, – did another round basically. Um, and, you know, we did that one. And that we, – we, we actually put the funds on that one towards the dandelion pop-up mm-hmm. who was doing, um, you know, feeding kind of those – Community meals. Yeah, community meals and feeding those. And I think actually this will help – the funds that we did – that we raised with this – that second round, I think, you know, it sounds like according to from, – from Nick Bartholomew – is that they will go towards the establishment of the, the next round, which will start up in the you know the, the fall winter time where they'll start doing those meals again. So they'll mm-hmm. have like some seed money That's for awesome. the next time. So yeah, I think we did another twenty five hundred with that round. So it's pretty cool. It was great to give people. I mean, I, when the pandemic hit, I think people want to know how to help, and it's hard to know how to help. And people, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of especially foodies are trying to eat out as much as they can, but are just looking for other ways that they can help. So it was it was just nice to just have another opportunity to, you know, help area places and restaurants with that. And what was, what, what has been the response that you've gotten from, from restaurant owners on that? Cause I've, I've seen several that have t-shirts of their <laughs> own now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, the, the owners, we, well, we've got some of that where like, well, we, we'd like to offer discounts to people that uh-huh. are wearing their t-shirts and, you know, that's, you know, we, Obviously, we're not going to discourage that. If that's what they want to do, then right. we're gonna, you know, we'll allow obviously allow them to do that. Um, but yeah, I think there's been you know, a lot of positivity on you know on on that. So uh, you mentioned bringing on moderators. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that that needed to happen? That this burden was going to be a little too great. And then, how do you go about identifying those individuals <laughs> out of you know twenty twenty five thousand people, whatever it was at that point? Well, we started talking, I mean, I don't know exactly, I mean, we knew at some point we would need some moderators. Um, we both have busy schedules and lives and, mm-hmm. you know, we dedicate as much time and energy as we can to the page, but obviously we can't be on it all day. Um, and so we talked about it a while back, but I don't remember exactly when we brought in the first. I think it was February. Was it? I think it was February when we brought the first one, which is Evie. Yeah. Um, she, she, we brought her in. Um, but then I think then we brought Wyatt on, and then we had, and that was kind of in that March time frame, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of just you know, and it's it's funny because you know I think Heather actually had met Evie before she just I think you met her one time, but mm-hmm. um, but then everybody else we we never met, right? It's all it's all through kind of our observation of their interactions in the group, right? Like that's kind of the you know, we were kind of monitoring and I would send, you know, Heather, this is my list of potential moderators. Like (laughs) I have my phone, right? Like I I have my notes on my phone, like these are potential moderators. And so I, you know, as you go through and you, you start to see their interactions and they're positive or they're offering up suggestions or, you know, whatnot. So that's kind of how um, we've identified them. Um, I have since, since met, you know, Several, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did a we a few of us did the dinner at Nice Rolls. Oh my gosh! We did that. So that, good. We did that that outside dining at the at Archetype. Um, so I met a couple of them there. 
Um, but yeah, I still haven't met every, all of the moderators in person. Yeah, so. we, we had planned on meeting people in person before yeah. we brought them on as moderators because it is it's a busy job. And right. Stacey and I really care about this group. Like it's such a passion yeah. project for us. So it's kind of our baby. So it's yeah. like, it's hard to bring other people on, but like once, you know, the pandemic hit, we weren't able to meet people in person. So it was really just seeing right. people's posts and how their interaction is and their positivity and how much they're sharing. And mm-hmm. cause yeah, we totally were planning to, you know, to have that, you know, all, like the job interview basically, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it's like, but it was like, once right. we got to, to into March, we're like, okay, we can't do this, but we have to make, we have to take the leap and just add on some other people here. So, we're, and we're all talking, you know, all like we're, there's a lots of messages. So yeah, we have a lot we, of communication. We have, our, we have another group just for <laughs> right. the moderators. Oh, the yeah. so, so that's how we kind of you communicate. Know, communicate yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a very broad question, but I think it could be a fun one. What is your favorite story? that's come out of the group, whether that's like a restaurant that has, you know, really gotten a lot of publicity and become successful or an interaction that you saw between people, or maybe even yourself finding out about a restaurant that you really like. What's your favorite story that's come out of this? That's a good question. Um, there's, there's been a lot of them. Cause I think as Heather alluded to, it's for me, it's the restaurant owners that have reached out and kind of, you know, been like, you know, and I've heard it on your podcast, right? You know, Canara, you know, the one of your last podcasts, right? Where they mentioned how the um, Omaha food lovers basically helped them kind of almost survive in some mm-hmm. of this. And it's like, you've seen that with Canara, you saw that with WD Cravings, mm-hmm. you know, these, these places that okra, okra um, you know, I think one of the ones that I, I was pretty proud about, cause it was, I shared, it was, there's a little cidery over in Glenwood that basically has said like they wouldn't have served, they wouldn't be open if it wasn't for the amount of food lovers support. Wow! And it's like, and that's you know. And what what's that place? Sacrilegious Cider Works. Sacrilegious Cider Works. It's a very cool place. Um, but yeah, you, it's a small little you know small town you know where they're just you know making ciders. It's nobody else in this, nobody in Omaha even has that as an offer you know, offering. And so people are like, that's awesome. I could go over there and do that as like a little you know get out of town for an hour and go check out you know check this out. And so that was cool. Um, the one I really thought was really cool, though, um, was the Cornerstone Cafe in Logan, Iowa. Oh, yeah. That one that one was neat because I had seen, so they shared on their stories. They didn't share it on a post. So you, on a, you can't really share a story to to a group. Uh-huh. So I, like, took a screen grab of their story and shared it to the group. And they were doing a uh, caramel pecan candied bacon cinnamon roll. Oh, my God. Which is amazing. It's, yeah. it's at the top of my list on cinnamon rolls, which I love. I love, I love caramel rolls, I guess you should say. Um, but so I shared that to the group. And then you know, there was a, so I was like on a Friday, I think. And so I, my wife and I went over there on a Saturday. And a couple of other people I know went over that same day. But then I shared my experience on that Saturday. So Sunday, there's like this like cavalcade of cars from mm-hmm. from Omaha going over there. They they sold out of everything to start start with. They made more, sold out even sold out of all of that. They had to close down Monday because they had no product left, <laughs> and it's been that way for them ever since. And it's been pretty. That's I think those are the kind of stories like in, in Missy who owns who owns Cornerstone, you know, has been so appreciative of the support. She's from Omaha, so she loves the fact that all these Omaha people are coming over to her little restaurant, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I had two things that came to mind when you asked that. I think the first first thing is is just hearing the feedback from the restaurants. Like, that's just been, you know, so amazing to hear from them. Um, One of the first restaurants we heard from was Yoshitomo. Mm -hmm. Um, They were one of the first, because that was, like, early January, that they reached out 
And they were like, like, we have so many people coming in saying they're coming in from Omaha Food Lovers. And I think that was one of the first yeah. times we were really hearing that feedback. And, you know, it just, you know, Stacy and I just loved our local restaurants so much. And to get that feedback that the group was making a difference in their life was just amazing. Like it made all the work, you know, so worth it. The other thing I was thinking about is, and we've had so many of these, is just these different posts and stories that have been shared on Omaha Food Lovers. Just a couple weeks ago, a woman posted that her wife um, has cancer and mm, her prognosis mm. has been really poor. And so she was looking to have a dinner with her, but they needed, because she's immunocompromised, they needed to be in a restaurant <clears throat> at kind of an off time of right. day. And that post got so much love and support and Lots, lots and lots of restaurants saying yeah, we we'll will open down. early for you or yeah. we will op- stay open late for you guys to be able to come in. There were lots of members saying, if you want to come, I will cook you dinner and you can eat on my, you know, on my deck. People and people sending them money yeah, to help right. to pay for their dinner. Yeah. Like that was that's cool. incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, we've seen that several times. That's that's the part that's so amazing is you. Right, you see, like that's the the love that's coming out of this. Like that's what I, I just, yeah. It's yeah, awesome. and we've we've had several posts like that where people have, you know, asked for recommendations or you know, um, people wanted to go on a date night, um, but they didn't have a lot of extra money, so they were looking for like someplace kind of affordable. And people were like, "We'd love to pay for your dinner," you know, and and we've had that n- numerous times, you know, yeah. stories like that. So that's been so just rewarding. For I also. Us. One of the other ones I think I, I was just thinking of too is like the, the, the like you talked about the at home bakers and like mm-hmm. those places like the you know the home enjoy cheesecakes with the with the mother and son that are mm-hmm. that are doing that and then D and D ice cream cakes mm-hmm. which is like the daddy and daughter that's what that mm-hmm. one stands for D and D you know like those places that you know were just had no no you know no no following at all hadn't mm-hmm. even started really and then yeah. just like shared in the group and just blew up and. I think, you know, some of those places are, you know, have are months on, on a months long waiting list, you know, people trying to get stuff from them. So that, that's yeah, I know like home enjoy cheesecake, I think is ordering out to like November, yeah, December now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's, just, to- they totally got their start on OFL. So. Yeah. I think well, it was funny because I, I know that a little bit of their story was that they had, you know, were in other groups, like, you know, smaller groups, more like buy sell groups and people were not necessarily very friendly and like they found this group and that was it. They were, they found their home. Mm -hmm. So, so I made my lame little joke earlier in the episode about bringing in smash cakes. That was dumb, (laughs) but I did get you guys a present (laughs) and it kind of stems from all this stuff that you're talking about here and that this group has affected so many different people from so many different walks of lives and it has changed a lot of lives in complete honesty. So I actually reached out to a few of those people and I'm going to let them deliver a little bit of a message here. Hello, Heather and Stacy. This is Nina from Oka African Grill. Thanks to Dan Hopen, I was introduced to the Omaha Food Lovers Group and it has been a blessing ever since. Thank you for creating this platform and happy anniversary. Love and kisses. From Oka African Grill. Thank you. Happy birthday, Omaha food lovers. This is Jahan from Home Joe Cheesecakes. I wanted to say huge thanks to Stacy and Heather for creating this group. This is like a huge family of so many kind people who are always ready to support. Me and my mom would not be where we are if we were not part of this family. 
We love in each and everyone who is part of this community. Thanks for the personal support and advice from Mr. Stacy. He always finds time to talk to me. Every advice you give is so valuable. Thank you. Happy birthday, OFL. This is Chris from Cops Pizza Company. Heather and Stacy, we just want to thank you for all that you do and all the great things that have come from the OFL group. You guys have brought so many uh, great customers our way by allowing an opera platform for all of us to see everything. And we just can't uh, express how much we appreciate the customers that you've brought in as well as all the great restaurants we've been able to experience. By starting OFL, you guys have created a platform for us to have so many new customers and friends, and we can't thank you enough. Thanks for all you do. You guys are awesome. Omaha food lovers, happy birthday. This is John with Wonton Johns. I just wanted to congratulate you on the massive growth of the group, um, and thank you so much. Uh, you know, our business has thrived a lot to do to the fact that Omaha Food Lovers is such a great community um, from top to bottom. You know, I, I was added to the group back in October after, I believe, my second pop-up. Somebody wrote a review about me, and one of my friends added me uh, to the group, and it was something I never knew I needed, both as a business owner and just as somebody who loves food, uh, loves supporting local food especially. Uh, it's opened my eyes to a lot of restaurants that I hadn't necessarily considered before. Um, my girlfriend and I, Phoenix, have tried many new places and many new foods uh, due to the reviews in the group. So I can't thank you, Stacy and Heather, enough and all the new admins um, that just keep it such a positive influence in the community. It's amazing. I've been a part of a lot of uh, social media groups that, you know, start out around two or 3,000 are really good positive groups. And um, it's really tough to keep that going um, with such a large group. It's over 30,000 people now, and that's just crazy. Um, so thanks again. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, love Omaha food lovers. Thanks for all your support. Happy birthday. Bye. Stacy and Heather, Matt Frampton with Urban Slicer Pizza here. I can't thank you enough for creating the Omaha food lovers group. It's an amazing place for us all to collaborate on where to go and what to do in Omaha. You guys are incredible. Uh, it's amazing how large it's gotten. Keep up the good work. Happy birthday. Omaha Food Lovers. Hosted. Everybody, Dave with the Saturday Omaha Podcast here, wishing the OFL Stacy and Heather a happy first birthday. Heather, I'll never forget the time you and I walked right past each other getting a burger at Winchester's. And Stacy, those inspirational words you spoke on the OFL Saturday call in show, which were. This is Stacy. How are you doing? Oh, man, that was great. And in true Saturday Omaha style, we're going to blow up a birthday cake for you in three. Two, one. Omaha. So those are just a few, a few of the voices, a few of the people that have been impacted by this group. There were several. There were several others that I reached out to, and they wanted to, and they just didn't have the time or whatever. But I mean. That could have been a 25-minute clip if, <laughs> that was we, awesome. if we had more time to put it together. Perfect but, birthday present. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it just goes to show that, that you know, it's it's kind of like you said, Stacey. There are places, especially during this time of pandemic, I think the group's importance has grown, you know, more than ever because there are these restaurants that, you know, the little mom and pops shop or a restaurant that just started before yeah. the pandemic that hadn't built up a fan base yet, they had no megaphone. 
They had no voice to get their message out there, and you've kind of given that to them. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, there's no, it, it's not, it's not cost prohibitive. People can use this to, to the, you know, however they want to mm-hmm. basically get the word out about their business, and it's it's free. It's you know, that's the that's one of the beauties of it. You know, like you talked about, like places like Canara, WD Cravings, Okra, all those places started at a very inopportune time, mm-hmm. right? Which you would think inopportune, right? But it's, they definitely have been thriving. You know, that's, I think it's amazing. You know, not, not everybody's so lucky. I mean, not everybody's thriving, but you know, there are um, a lot of places that have, you know, at least been able to maintain or, you know, sustain, you know, kind of where they're at and some have you know, been able to do even better. But, you know, it's, it's been, it's been very rewarding um, for both Heather and I to, to see, you know, kind of that, you know, the influence that it has been able to have and, you know, be able to use it in in a positive direction. So, yeah, I mean, word of mouth, you know, is so important to restaurants and, you know, just our hope for OFL is that it's just a huge, like you said, a megaphone for restaurants, you know, and when people share their pictures and their stories, you know, that it's, you know, going out to this huge audience now, and it really inspires people to get, and that's really what we found from our members is when people post about a place and it, during the pandemic, sometimes people will say, you know, this place is kind of hurting mm-hmm. and people really it's do go flood. there to support yeah. them. Yeah. You know, it's been really incredible. Yeah. I saw a couple weeks ago, I think it was Hawk, Hawk's barbecue. Had that, mm-hmm. They had, you know, a post out there where they were like, we've got one order this week and they're a catering company. And within hours they were sold out for the week. It was like, that's incredible. Or I think there was a post like very early in the pandemic about the Greek islands and there was yeah. like a picture of the owner sitting there alone. Yep. And then the next day, I think they sold out yeah. like <laughs> there was a line out the door. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. insane. I mean, that's yeah, just kind of the power that this group can have. Yep. Uh, so we've done a lot of talk about giving love to restaurants. Let's actually do that here. All right. So I'm, we're going to go through a couple categories of. Um, restaurants that we really like, want to throw some support behind. And we're going to start with the lamest one, and that is just, what are your favorite restaurants in Omaha? I know that it's a, it's such a broad, overarching question. It's really impossible to answer because there's so many different types of cuisine at so many different price points. Yeah. But this is the question that people want answered. <laughs> Heather and Stacy, when you think of your favorite places, absolute favorites, what do you got? So... Well, my absolute favorite place in Omaha is not even really a restaurant, but that would be Coneflower. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's not, yeah. it's not a restaurant per se, but if I, you know, if I had you one place that when people are coming to Omaha, you got to go to, it's Coneflower. Delicious yeah. ice cream. Um, so I got that out of the way. But I think, <laughs> you know, favorites, you know, I love, like for Italian, I love Nicola's. I just love the patio. I love, you know, their their take on Italian. It may not be the most, you know, authentic um, but it's, it's fantastic. Um, I love that. I, I'm always going to be a fan of the Drover. You know, you can't go wrong with a whiskey ribeye and, you know, you know, everything that it comes with there. Um, um, Barrett's, I love Barrett's. Ooh, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I'm a diehard Barrett's fan. So I, I was lucky enough right before the pandemic, I got to do an episode of Cheap Eats with Maya Sands where we filmed from Barrett's. So, I love the pork tenderloin sandwich that they offer there Thursdays and Fridays. Probably my favorite sandwich in Omaha. Um, and, and the Phillies, there really is not a bad thing on the menu. That's, I'll say, like, you can't go wrong with whatever you order there. Um, and then I love a Cadian grill. I love, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big Cajun fan. So mm-hmm. that, that's my, you know, kind of my jam. Um, and then 
you know, a couple of places I know you and I both love, Paisans, Virtuoso. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you were to give me one food that I had to eat for the rest of my life, it would definitely be pizza. <laughs> pizza, yeah. Yeah, I can, okay. I, I can, you know, I can eat meat and eat pizza. So that's uh, probably. And then, you know, porky butts just have to be up there because of the barbecue. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's been nice to, and, I, you know, I've heard you talk about this, but it's been nice to see the barbecue scene kind of evolve in Omaha. Right. I'm a, I'm a complete barbecue nerd. You know, several years ago, I went, I went through the classes to become a certified barbecue judge the Kansas City Barbecue Society just because I wanted to learn about it and you know and so uh yeah we finally have gotten some good stuff here in Omaha that's mm-hmm. uh kind of you know can compete so right I think that'd be I mean that's my short list I guess so the number one place that comes to mind is Alcorant that oh is yes oh my god every experience I've ever had there like every dish mm-hmm. <laughs> I've ever had there has just been amazing and beautiful and just blows my mind like every single I don't know how they do that with every single it's incredible dish that I have there it is such a gift to have in Omaha and the menu is constantly changing so like for people who haven't been to Akron it's a tasting menu Mm -hmm. so it's six different courses Mm -hmm. I think they change it at least weekly. Right, right. And yeah, the yeah. creativity is insane. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're, that, I was going to mention that. So it's okay. like the chef's tasting menu yes. and just every, and I can't remember now how many courses, do you remember how many courses you get with that? Six. Is it six courses, yes. right? And it's such a great deal. It's such a great price for the quality of food that you get. It's it's just really an incredible place. And last time we went, we did the wine pairing also, mm-hmm. which I would highly encourage people to do. I'm not I I'm someone who enjoys drinking wine, but I don't know a lot about wine. But the just the the sommelier coming over and explaining each glass of wine, and he shared what region it came from, just gave me all kind. It really like elevated the entire experience. So I I would really recommend the wine pairing to anyone who's going there. Um, so my second one is totally different. It's Korean Grill in um, Bellevue. Uh-huh. And I love that place so much. And it gets a lot of love on on OFL. It's kind of like uh, buffet style. I mean, she she's, the owner serves it to you. You don't serve yourself. But mm-hmm. it's Korean food and you get so, so much food. And it's flavorful. And you get like some meat and rice, and then there's all these cold veggies that you get with it. And just the whole combination of it is so delicious and so flavorful. And almost every single person who comments on this on OFL mentions the owner because she's just so, she's like your Korean grandma. She's amazing and awesome. And just the whole vibe. I mean, it's just a, it's a small restaurant, but it's so many, so many regulars are coming in. It just has a really great, I just have such a great feeling when I'm in there. Like, I just love being in there so much. So that's my number two. And then just a few other places. I love Lolly Bella, which is the Ethiopian uh-huh. restaurant. Um, and that's been getting a lot of love on OFL also. And it's a totally different kind of food um, than what we're used to. It's served on injera, which is the Ethiopian bread. Uh, so it's kind of like sourdough tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just flavorful and delicious and a really neat experience to have in Omaha. Um, I was also thinking about Ling's. Um, yes, Ling's. The banh mi at Ling's is one of my favorite things in Omaha. I love it so, so much. I love, to me, like the perfect combination is the banh mi and an iced Vietnamese coffee from Ling's. Like mm-hmm. I could eat that every single day. And again, the owner there, I was gonna Kim, say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is very well known and is mentioned 
frequently on OFL, just the great customer service that she provides and how friendly she is and warm, uh, how warm she is to everybody. And then also Yoshitomo is, Mm -hmm. is a, I've only eaten there once, but it was such a, uh, just a mind blowing experience. It was so delicious. Like we literally talked about one of the dishes we had there for like 20 minutes afterwards because we were just so obsessed with the flavors and the taste. It's just a such a unique experience and such a blessing also to have an Omaha. Sarah and I just did the omakase there a couple weeks ago. Like that's just one of those meals where you you exit a different person right, right. than when <laughs> and you that's went how I felt. That's how I felt just from eating their normal menu. Like I just walked, like it was such a great foodie experience. You know, it's not like a normal sushi experience. So I would love to do the amakase. Yes, sometimes. you would love it. Yeah, yeah. Yoshitomo is one of those places, like when people ask me about it, especially if they haven't heard, but you know, it's kind of a different name and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, Yoshitomo, what is that? And I'm like, just go there. Right. Your views on sushi will change after right. you eat there. Like yeah. it's hard to go to other sushi places honestly yeah. <laughs> anyway um what are some of you guys's favorite restaurants that you think deserve a little more love not that they're you know not that people hate on the restaurant or anything but you know restaurants that we've kind of talked about that maybe need that megaphone a little bit more and that you wish you know you saw more in the ofl feed of people going there uh, I'll probably start. I mentioned it as one of my favorites, but I think Acadian Grill probably needs a bit more love. Mm-hmm. I think they um, they already they did close down their Dundee location. They've opened up a new concept there. Um, but I, I I'm a big fan of Cajun food. And I would hate to see you know a place like that ever you know leave this town because I, I I love that kind of food. So um, that probably be one of mine. Um, I lo- like El Arapone, the Venezuelan oh, yes. restaurant. Um, which is now in the switch. I don't know that the food truck. I'm not sure what the what the plan is with the food truck part of that. But they're in the switch, which is the part of the the new kind of food hall in Blackstone. Um, Richard Mendoza, who owns that, such a you know one of the sweet guy, great guy. Um, I love that food. Um, so again, you know, I, I'm sure probably with the new food hall that'll probably help to increase their their kind of no, the you know the. Uh, their presence basically in Omaha, I think that'll probably help with that. Right. Um, but again, some of the food, you know, I, you're not really getting those flavors anywhere else. I mm-hmm. mean, Hunger Block has some of that, but I, I feel like there's a there's still a bit of a difference between what they're what those two places are offering. Um, I'm a big food truck guy too, so I love like La Morita, La Moranita, which is a uh, taco truck around 44th and L. Mm-hmm. I, I I promote this place every once in a while because. <laughs> Wednesday nights, their Al Pastor tacos are a dollar, and, and they're phenomenal. So it's one of the, another one of those little kind of places, kind of you know, that I think that uh, hidden gem that you know people could probably you know if they wanted to take the time to drive down and try it out. Right, Heather. I think a couple of the places I was thinking about that I think not a lot of people know about or. They're starting to get, to kind of get some more love, but El Alambre on 168th and Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people in West Omaha don't necessarily know that they can get such great, authentic mm-hmm. street tacos so, so close by. Uh, Taqueria Tijuana is considered one of the best street taco places in Omaha, and it's located on 24th Street. But these are f- related to them, yeah. so you're getting the same quality of food, um, but closer to West Omaha. Um, their asado tacos are like mind-blowing they are so so good like my favorite yeah. tacos there are the sada and the tongue tacos is what i would recommend to people um so that's that's a place that i think a lot of people might not know about also uh mint masala on 180th and pacific 
It's a, just a small Indian grocery store, but they do authentic uh, Indian food for takeout mm-hmm. a couple days a week. And the owner makes it herself, and it's it's totally authentic. And so we, like, once a month we order from them. They do, like, a South Indian breakfast on the weekends. They're doing mm-hmm. Indian paninis on the weekends. Wow. Like, they have a lot of really, really great, authentic Indian food. And I think people do it's right there at 180th Pacific. People don't realize they can get that quality of Indian food there. Another place um, is Taxis. And I think a lot of people don't know how good Taxis is. And it's definitely a place I kind of discovered through OFL. I'd seen some people mention it. And my husband and I had a meal there uh, before the pandemic. And I was so caught off guard when you walk in, like how nice it is. And and the food was excellent, and we had a, such a great experience there. And I see people, sometimes they'll review it on OFL, and other people will be like, oh, I didn't know it was yeah. it was like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so I think not enough people know what a nice restaurant it is. And if you like bread pudding, they have like a rotating bread pudding thing going on. So, And I love bread pudding. So <laughs> It's one of those places that doesn't look like much from mm-hmm. the outside, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, the name Taxis right. doesn't really yeah. like... It seems casual. Yeah, for yeah. whatever reason, that doesn't... Right grab me but mm-hmm. the food does mm-hmm. i've had brunch there and yeah it was it was excellent yeah we we were totally caught off guard by how it's delicious actually, it was yeah we went there a couple months ago and mm-hmm. it's actually i mean it's been there for way longer than i remembered it's close to like 15 20 years it's been there but before that it was you know the neon goose which was down in the southfield market so there's there's a big history with that place so it's mm-hmm. actually been around for a long time mm-hmm. The one I have one other one that I want to throw out, and that's just because I'm a total stand for this place. But Kathmandu Momo Station, it's it's a weird name. It's kind of a different concept. It's not something people are used to, but you just cannot find dumplings like this in Omaha. And I just love dumplings so much. If I don't eat there like once every two weeks, or at least get some Fromos and heat them up at home. I like getting start getting a twitch in my left eye. Like I just I need. They are delicious. Momos. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're so yeah. delicious and flavorful. Yeah. All right, and then last category here. What are your? You know, we've we've talked about being introduced to new restaurants in the food lovers group. What are some of your favorite places that you didn't really know existed or you hadn't really thought about visiting until you started seeing reviews or pictures in the food lovers group, and you're just like, oh, that's interesting. So it wasn't necessarily 100% the Food Lovers Group, but Heather already mentioned Ling's. But that was one of the places that Heather and you know other people in the Food Lovers Group uh, really turned me on to. Another friend of mine, Logan, had, had mentioned it to me too. Um, so much so that he bought me a gift certificate there just to make sure I made it there sooner uh-huh. than later. So, um, but yeah, it's it that Ling's is one of those places that mind blowing. Like my wife doesn't really like. Vietnamese food, you know, I mean, they do kind of a, a variety for those that aren't familiar. They do Vietnamese, they do Thai, they do Chinese, a little bit of everything. But like my wife never in a million years thought she'd like a bon me, right? So we went there the first time and then the next weekend we went back, you know, which is not very common in my household. We mm-hmm. don't normally go to the same place two weekends in a row. Um, so that was one of those places. Um, Estilo Jalisco, which is the Mexican restaurant down on like 19th and Benton. Um, that was my first introduction to the birria tacos, which and that is like taken over. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, which is taken over. So I went down there like in January, I think, because there was somebody posted in the group that they had. I'm like, I've seen this in LA. I have never seen this in Omaha. Now it's like finally made it here. And now, like, like you said, it's kind of taken over. Um, but that was a really cool place that I got introduced to through the group. Um, Prairie Gold Gourmet Pretzels. Mm-hmm. Those are mm. awesome. If you haven't tried those yet, mm-hmm. those are pretty amazing. Like they have that kind of, you know, 
you know, the quality pretzels here in Omaha to, to purchase is pretty awesome. Um, and I think, you know, several like, like the, the bakeries, right? I've been introduced to a lot of those places, but I'll, I'll put the buttered marshmallow at the top of that list. Yep. Um, a friend of ours gifted us a signature buttered marshmallow cake just, you know, just for whatever reason. Because, you know, it's, I, if I don't have an occasion for it, I'm probably not going to go buy the cake, right? And mm-hmm. so this a friend of ours, Nicole, she's like you know, just bought it for us, and we were blown away by this cake. Heidi, my wife Heidi, had been wanting this cake, and, like, it was so good. So, yeah, that was that was another one. The most interesting one, which I have not tried, which is at the top of my list to try in the group, is a place called Shanghai Garden. Mm-hmm. Who knew that there was a place that had the combination of Chinese and Mexican under one <laughs> roof? Because, you know, like, you want an enchilada and a crab rangoon at the same time, right? Like, I, I got to go try this one. It's at 24th and Benton, so I, it's... That, that, that would just interest me enough to go try. Yeah, that's the thing about this group. Like, already, I have so many places just on my own personal list that I want to try, and this group has just only added yeah. more. and It just, like, exponentially grows because right. it's just like there's a new one every single day. It's crazy. Yeah, we, I, I keep a, a list of all the restaurants I want to try, and I think I have, like, 450 restaurants <laughs> yeah. in Omaha on there now. So it's like yeah. we try. You know, there's just so many great places, but some of the – Ones I've discovered through OFL, and we've kind of already discussed El Rey Pond. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were kind of an early, um, the food truck, and we went out there and just, like my husband and I, just could not believe how good the food was. And their pabellon, which has, uh, it's in the arepa, which arepa is like mm-hmm. a, a corn-based bread, and it has shredded beef, black beans, plantains, fried egg, and cheese in it. It's just so delicious. Yeah. And they serve it with like this green and white sauce. Yes. And the first time I went, I thought it was just like guacamole and sour cream or something, but it's not. It's this avocado sauce and this garlic sauce. Guasacaca. Yeah. I knew Dan was going to say guasacaca. I love that term. <laughs> and it just, both of those sauces make the already really flavorful food like over the top. Like it's yeah. just so, so delicious. And then Trax was another place mm-hmm. that I, that we visited that I don't know I would have ever heard of if for not OFL and their fried chicken and yeah. their wings, wings there. Yep. Trax is probably my favorite neighborhood bar around. Yeah. I had that on my, <laughs> it's, it's a great place that we visited. We went to wave bistro because of a lot of the reviews and had a great meal there. Uh, best burger is a new restaurant mm-hmm. in Florence. Um, it's a black owned business. They just have just opened a couple months ago. Um, I went, uh, they had posted about their like soft opening. So I had gone to try that out and was really impressed with how delicious their food is and, and just really excited for them too. So Awesome. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to to give some love to some places and hopefully everyone is making a list in their phones right now and they just got a lot of places to add to them. Uh, so as we kind of wind down and, and, uh, just get ready to, to move on and go have dinner, honestly, it's almost five (laughs) o'clock and all this is making me very hungry. What do you guys kind of see as the future? For the food lovers group and i know that it's something that is constantly evolving it's evolved several times even just in the course of just this one year but as year two begins kind of what do you see on the horizon hmm, that's a good question, that is a good question. I, I think honestly i think some of it depends upon you know where we are in the world i think the the pandemic right you know is as far as what we what we're able to do, you know, true, really, yeah. I think that's going to be a factor because I would love to get back to more of the gatherings and 
um, working directly with the restaurants on, on, on making some more, you know, more of these kind of, you know, um, joint kind of uh, gatherings with them. So I think that's something I would, I would like to, you know, or we would like to be able to do. Um, but, you know, that's kind of on hold at the moment. Um, I think just furthering um, those relationships with the restaurants is, is a big thing with us right now and kind of how we can continue to help and, um, uh, you know, as much as we can prevent, you know, there's there's restaurant closings happening way too frequently right now. Mm-hmm. It's, and unfortunately, it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can work with those restaurants to try to make that as minimal as possible. I think that's kind of what I would like to see. Um, I think we continue to, we'll, we will continue to make it a positive place. Um, I think that's, you know, as it gets bigger, that gets more challenging. And so that's kind of our, our you know, what we have to keep on top of as, as admins and moderators of the group that just to continue to make sure that people understand, you know, what our philosophy is. Um, so nothing changes there, but it just becomes more challenging for us. Right. Yeah, I think we're just continuing, you know, Stacy and I just love local restaurants and we just want to help support them however we can as the world changes. <laughs> you know, and during the pandemic, it changed really, really fast. And so we were just trying to figure out what's the best way that we can provide the megaphone, provide um, information to people as they're looking for curbside or, you know, delivery, takeout. And so we just tried to constantly flex to try to get that information out to people to help support the restaurants and just to provide a free platform for restaurants to share um, what, you know, what they're offering to Omaha and just support them. So I think in the next year, we'll just continue doing that and just adjusting as we can and just help continue to connect foodies. And, and like Stacey said, have a positive space you mm-hmm. know, where people can connect with each other and connect with restaurants and, and support yeah. all the business owners. Definitely. And I think that's something, and we've kind of talked about already, but it's just, that's so cool and unique about this group is food is such a hot, like it's, it's so, it's something that's so important to so many different people. And if someone says, Oh, I didn't like this restaurant and that's someone's favorite restaurant. Well, then you got two people at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah. But you guys yeah. have really created a space where that those type of interactions are very minimal. I think yeah. people kind of come in with the understanding that if you want to go have that fight, there are Facebook groups right. for that. <laughs> right. yeah. This is not that place. This is more of a promotion of right. if you liked this, share about it mm-hmm. and help other people realize. And oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Stacey. I was going to say one of the things we, we have as an evolve as the group has evolved and is like when people do have extremely negative experiences, I will say, is that we ask that, you know, you, you discuss that with the restaurant first and you include their response to you mm-hmm. and how that, what the interaction was like as part of your final kind of review. You know, it's like, we feel it's only fair that you give them an opportunity to address the issue first before you go and put it out into social media and, you know, maybe, you know, seriously impact a restaurant that, you know, could have been fixed very easily before it gets out into the, into, you know, our group or, you know, social media in general. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people have a lot of respect for like the owners that, you know, have, have handled, yeah. you know, negative, because negative things happen, you know, restaurants yeah. aren't yeah. perfect, even at the best waiters aren't perfect, yeah. you know, yeah, the, even the best places have some negative things happen. And you can see that, the, when the owners have been involved, uh, you know, in a positive way in, in resolving that, it, there's a lot of respect for that restaurant, the owner. And, and yeah. so that's been important for us to for have people include that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I got to let you guys go. I've taken up way, mu- way too much of your time already. But uh, before we go, I just I just wanted to personally thank both of you. 
Um, it's been a pleasure to meet both of you in person a couple times and then today doing the podcast. But I mean, you've really created a space that allows me to do what I love, which is just talk about food and learn about food with other people who, who honestly sometimes know more than me. And I, I think that's amazing. Um, you've created a place where I can share and grow my podcast, but I think most importantly, you've created a place that, as we've talked about, gives these restaurants a voice. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, both of you, for all the work that you've done. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you so it. much. We appreciate you, Dan. All right. And as always, Omaha, signing off on a very special birthday episode. Thanks for eating with us. Thank you.